races Cause on the 9th of June 1862 On a summer's afternoon I took the bus to Bamberg's And she was heavy laden The way we went along Collingwood Street That's on the road to Bladen Hello and welcome to CHN Radio, episode 27. I'm your host, Greg Troxel, and with me is a man who doesn't like the best IPA in the world, Elijah Newsom. How are you? Um, I'm great. Uh, yeah, that's a weird weird flex, but okay. That's all, I'll say that. I, I'm sorry I don't like your favorite IPA. It's not my favorite, but it's up there. It's really close. Okay. Like okay. second. It's second. Okay. <laughs> All <right>. Well, <laughs> uh, how's everything going for you? Um, things are great. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's honestly it. I mean, I'm going to Florida tomorrow. Yeah, well, yeah, tomorrow because good. in in Atlanta it's currently Friday, and in Newcastle it's Friday, but in Las Vegas it's it Thursday. is it's Thursday. Yeah, so we're doing some live on two different days for the, the fans out there. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's dedication beyond comprehension. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, we got into a, a fun little spat with the Roker report. That was hilarious because because <laughs> they deleted all their tweets. Afterwards. They deleted their <laughs> tweets are so <laughs> bad. It was Dude. so bad. They're only, uh, come back. It's the same thing. Every time it's the laziest narrative, which kind of reminds me of Sunderland in a nutshell, is that we have never been to a match, which is just wrong. And then <laughs> I just have to say this. This one guy is Robert Grimwood. We can all, we can all call him out if we want. I'm going to put – should I put his Twitter handle on here or should I just call him Robert Grimwood? Sure. Put his Twitter handle on there. Call it's him out. at Rob C. Grimwood, all as spelled. And uh, he, he responded to our post – chn radio at it's at chn underscore radio and i said what well, we said when you remember that sunderland play in league one in response to report, he he wrote and he said and we are loving playing in league one while we reboot and get ready to take six points off you soon so i just had a quick look at his bio and it says perennially hopeful permanently disappointed so i just responded i said i will refer to your bio instead of commenting th- further and i thought it was very clever of me <laughs> it's pretty good it's i i think the best thing about roker report and uh and and this whole day was after using the same comeback on us they then complained that newcastle fans only use the same comeback on them which is that they're in league one which yeah at least the newcastle fans comeback is something that's true yeah like you can just look at our site and we have multiple people who have written posts about being like being there for match day at Newcastle. It's it's I don't it's it's ridiculous. And we also have Graham, like who's a part of our site, who like literally at every was, match day. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's I don't I don't know. I mean yeah. I don't really care. Like at the end of the day, Rokeport does what they want to do. I mean they're trying to stay relevant. Sunderland's like less than relevant and I mean good for Sunderland uh for having a Netflix documentary that everyone is able to watch and laugh at. And by the way, this all started because Paul Dummett <laughs> posted on Legend. Instagram uh, and tweeted this, I guess, at the same time. 
um, that he was he, he would he was laughing. He was a little laughing emoji after uh, watching the Sunderland documentary on Netflix. So, um, and I don't know. Just, I mean, <laughs> it happens. Mu- must be good life being behind Portsmouth and Luton Town. But yeah. Whatever. But Greg, hey, if people want to see all the shenanigans on Twitter, how how do they see it? How do they get involved with us on Twitter? Oh, they follow us at Coming Home NUFC. Um, Twitter actually uh, said, "What's your favorite follow?" And naturally, it's us. It's us. Yeah. It's, so it's <laughs> at Coming Home NUFC at CHN underscore Radio. That is the way life needs to be. And Graham got jealous, so we had to give him a shout out. Oh yeah. You can also follow Graham. I don't have his Twitter handle in front of me. I think it's, it's Graham, Graham Bell NUFC, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Shout out to Graham. He's writing a book. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like if, if you take away one thing from this podcast, take away that Graham is writing a book. Because we <laughs> yeah. mention it every single episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let we're gonna dive into some club news now. It was I wasn't thinking it was gonna be that hectic of a week but then i was reminded pretty quickly that it is december in newcastle so therefore there's news um whether it be true or not there's definitely news uh the first thing is a name that we've never heard of is tammy abraham never been linked to newcastle yeah (laughs) Um, uh, tammy has been playing for aston villa having a pretty good year in the championship there he has 12 goals in 16 appearances so far pretty good numbers better than dwight gale should I say? But um, if you do need a refresher, he's 21 years old. He's a striker. Uh, his, Chelsea is his like parent club, but he's currently playing at Aston Villa, as I mentioned. Um, so there, there's reports that there's a 10 million pound fee on Tammy, which is something that's definitely within our wheelhouse that we've shown. I mean, we spent nine on Muto, so it's definitely. A possibility, but there will there is reported to be some competition. Crystal Palace being one of the clubs interested, but it seems like Chelsea are fine with offloading him, which is also no surprise. So, just something to watch there. Do you yeah. would you like to see Tammy finally play for Newcastle? I mean, here's the thing. I feel like Tammy's going to be stupid, and then again, not choose Rafa Benitez and then sign with Crystal Palace. I don't know. I just think that like that, this that's kid, very like, possible because of the London thing alone. I mean, not even that. He's just like not like I feel like I don't know why he because he he signed with Swansea last season, right on loan, yeah. right? Yeah, and it was just like, why would you sign with this club? Like they weren't, they haven't been good in the past couple seasons, and you had the choice between signing with them or playing under a legendary manager like Rafa Benitez. So I, I don't, I don't know. And so I just when he he did that, I kind of already knew that like I don't know if his decision making is going to be the best. So um, you know it'd be nice to have him here, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you that he either is not sold in January or he just goes and gets sold to Crystal Palace. So yeah, <laughs> I I would be or shocked. or dark horse candidate Fulham, who will probably spend a lot of money in January, but on the wrong positions. Yeah, so on Fulham the wrong is end gonna, of the bench. They're going to be <laughs> Yeah, and on the outgoing news, uh, Genoa is back in on Akraf Lazar. So if you remember, I think it was last last summer. can't remember. Um, Genoa were virtually, like it was like a done deal that, that Lazar was going to pl- sign with them. He was there on transfer day. He was in Genoa on the final day, and it f- 
talks broke through or whatever happened and Lazar had to come back to Newcastle. Um, but Lazar has even said, like, Rafa doesn't even talk to him anymore. So he's definitely going. It seems like Genoa is definitely interested in bringing him on. So hopefully that happens just to get those the, his paycheck out of here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the last time it was due to, like, a, the salary. Yeah. Um, why he wasn't able to complete the move. I mean, going from Premier League club and also being overpaid by Newcastle to, you know, mid-table Italian side, it, there's going to be a pay cut. So that's always going to happen. I'm going to miss the DeAndre Yedlin-Lazar uh, bromance, though, that they had going the first couple seasons. Yeah, isn't it the- weird that they haven't posted anything? Yeah. Recently? It is, it is weird. I mean, part I think, like, part of it is, like, they just aren't together because, like, he's with the U23s and DeAndre is like – I mean, but even when they were – even when Lazar was with the U23s the first time, they were still, like, going yeah. on vacation and going to training with each other. It is very weird. I don't know. It, it is. Maybe they're it's trying fun. to find themselves. Yeah. They're taking some space, taking yeah, some time apart from each other. Maybe, yeah, because that was, like, the biggest bromance in a while at Newcastle, and then it just yeah. – it it wasn't like a slow decline. It just stopped. It was just done. So you know, who I'd like to see have a bromance. I think that like a good bromance that should happen um, is Dubrovka and Dummett. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know why. I just think it's both. Be- Maybe it's because like they both like have some pretty decent social media posts. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I just think that like they would somehow like you know be pranksters i don't know but i just maybe we'll, we'll if they're listening try it out go on a little bro date you know hit a brewery in newcastle <laughs> yeah do one of those i yeah. i because we're doing bromance i have a selection that i want to okay. see and that's rondon and miguel amaran oh yeah, oh a little south american connection well that's okay bromance that, that i want to see immediately no matter what like if you sign another south american player like like if you get Almiron in, he's gonna bond with the nearest South American player. Yeah, and they're yeah. just gonna be bros. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna make Rondon smile, which is like something I really haven't seen. Yeah, it's usually really angry, yelling after a goal, or or that weird face he made after that one goal when he had the the brace. Yeah, it was like his like his like upper lip was like inside of his mouth. It was very. Weird. I can picture you trying to make that face right now. I'm trying like, to. Yeah, but like people can't see it at the same time, but it's still it's funny just, to me. This is what we like to call good radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good radio. Yeah. Um, all right, next thing is Federico Fernandez. He's back in the training, um, had a calf injury against Wolves. If you remember, he didn't play against Huddersfield, but he is back in training. Still mum on the fact if he's going to play or not. I, I would hope so, but at the same time, or, and to be fair, Clark – LaSalle's and Cher did well. (laughs) Um, Did well against Huddersfield. So I I guess it would be fine if we went back to it, but obviously Federico's had a great season so far. So I would not mind him back, especially against a more attacking side in Fulham. Um, Yeah. Cool story there. Shout out to Burnsy for uh, calling out the Chronicle Burnsy. Good job. Burnsy was like, (laughs) <laughs> this is easily the most ridiculous Twitter account I've probably ever come across. across. Um, he goes, like, the Chronicle tweeted or wrote a story about that uh, Fernandez was doubtful. 
for this weekend. And then Birdsey was like, huh, silly uh, classic Chronicle tweeting a player's doubtful. Then they show they turn up in training a couple hours later. And I was like, dude, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, Yeah. John Joe Shelby's been in training the past like three weeks. And so is LaSalle. So is Dummett. Like All these guys have been in training and, and having to play. Like, I don't know. Just him and Michael Martin are the worst. I'll say <laughs> it. Are. I'll say it. Come at me. Yeah. Oh, also a uh, reluctant Nico who blocked us for saying that he wasn't the first person to break the Almiron story. He was like, he's like, I was the first to break it. And then we're like, we're pretty sure Roberto Rojas is the first to break it. And then he blocked us. Yeah. So, good for him. Some, some guy. You stay reluctant in your Twitter hole. Yeah. I've never seen a reporter with a private Twitter. That's all I'm going to say. Are you really a reporter? That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep it at that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, speaking of South Americans, Solomon Rondon was the Newcastle Player of the Month, and I, we should we should do something with this. I, we have to figure this out. Of we should do like an honor, like a something, some honored. We have to do. We have to make more of the Player of the Month. Just this podcast. Yeah, we should, should just send him our hearts. We should send him our autographs. A picture, an autographed picture of us. Yes. <laughs> we have to that take a picture big... together first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, not going to happen until February. Yeah, and we'll eventually have more information on that. Oh. Um, but, yeah, Solomon Rondon was player of the month. Four goals in his last five. Or, sorry, in the last six, not five. But still. Um, pretty good. So, deserved of him. We're Next month... We got you. We're gonna give you. We're gonna give something for that. We'll have to figure out. Yeah. What and then maybe we can do something with the with the listeners too. If you guess mm. the player of the month, yeah, my my wheels are turning there. And then the last bit, VAR, VAR, VAR. What's happening with VAR? We're getting another trial. Um, <laughs> it seems as if like 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 the the uh, the English FA are just throwing us bones because like. This is the second time this season, I want to say, that Newcastle have been um, involved in a, a test match for VAR. Yeah, and, uh, second so, time that I know of. Yeah. And so uh, this time it'll be FA Cup January 5th against Blackburn Rovers. And I think it'll be just like the last time, just our luck, that it's going to be a game where it's never going to come up. Like, I just don't envision a, a, a time in this game where, like, we're going to have to call on VAR. But, you know. Maybe we will. That's fine but. because if if VAR was going to come up, it would be against us. Probably, but you know, at least we've asked for it and we've gotten it. We've gotten it. So shout out to the English FA for listening and, yeah. and not finding Rafa for that was kind of bizarre that he wasn't fine. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, especially when he's get gotten fined for worse. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for for complimenting I mean, the referee. Did I say fine for worse? I meant to say fine for less. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Sorry, Twitter world. I mean, so yeah, I'm just going to stop. Let's look at the table. Woo! Tables. This yep. table is significant because it's not the Premier League table. The first one I mentioned is our U, our dear U23s. Sixth place right now. Um, oh. Looking pretty good. They are... Are they in the Euro U23 spot right now? Uh, no. <laughs> they are, they're six points from the top. 
So there's a there's definitely not as big of a gap from first to sixth. Man United in top. But I just wanted to mention also last place is Sunderland. Um, so always in our shadow. All right. Uh, now the real table, <laughs> the Premier League table, which Sunderland's not a part of because they were relegated to League One by losing at home to Burton Albion. Uh, this table is wonderful right now because we're in 14th and the team we are playing at home this weekend is in last. So Fulham have two wins, three draws, 12 losses, a minus 26 goal difference, 42 goals against. Mm. No other team has more than 33 goals against. So they have at least nine goals. They've given up nine goals more than any other club in the Prem this year. Um, so bad. It, yeah. Maybe they'll buy a, a defender. Who knows? Yeah. Um, they are seven points clear or seven points behind us uh, with a big opportunity to really increase that gap for Newcastle uh, at home. Top of the table, Liverpool, Man City, Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United. Big gap between six and five there. And uh, that's how we'll start it. So let, let's get into our review, our preview of our match against Fulham this weekend. It is home. It is 7, 7 a.m. kickoff Pacific time. 10 a.m. Eastern. Let's go. Let's go. Um, we'll start off with the injuries and then Elijah – Talk some sauce. Okay. Um, injuries going. So DeAndre Yedlin is available after his suspension. It seems like John Joe will still be out. Lejeune is still out. Fernandez was seen back at training, as we mentioned, but I think that he will also not play. The other thing is Kennedy is also doubtful. Uh, he had uh, an injury against Huddersfield. Um, so that's something to watch out for because he I don't know if he's going to play or not. On Fulham's side, I, I'm seeing two two reports uh, for um, Andre Andre Frank Zambo in Guisa. Uh, some people are saying that he has he's going to make the trip, and some aren't. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. So he had a he had a one match suspension due to cards, and he was out last week. But I guess I saw some reports saying that he's. Not coming. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Ryan Sessignon is out. He had a groin injury against West Ham, and he's not going to be coming, um, or for, according to what I've seen. And then Maxime Lee Marchand is out as well. Um, for yeah. Them. And it will be Mitro's first match against us which we will talk about for sure. He is one yellow away from facing suspension. So very, <laughs> classic, <laughs> very, uh, very good for him there. Very normal. So Elijah, take it away here. Let's get into formations, what you're expecting. Uh, and then from there we'll, we'll dive into like style yeah. play match play. I think we're going to get back to that four, two, three, one. Um, okay. I think it will be the back line. Obviously, my boy Dubs is going to be in goal. Dubs. Uh, dad, Daddy Dubstep, as we're now Ooh, going to call him. Daddy Dubs. Yeah. Mm, it's happening. Um, so, he'll be in goal. Uh, Yedlin, Cher, Lascelles. 
and Dummett. That's what I think it's going to be. Um, no disrespect to Clark. I think that you want a one offensive-minded center back and one kind of more defensive-minded center back. That's kind of been, like, it, when when applicable, that's kind of been, like, the the go-to for Rafa. I mean, he's done Cher and Fernandez alongside each other, and you could argue Fernandez is a little bit more offensive. But um, I, I in this situation, I think he's going to go with Saul Cher. Um, the midfield's going to be uh, Key and Diame. You've got to milk Key for all you can until he's gone forever um, in January. Well, just for January, honestly. And then uh, Jose Perez. I think it's going to be Christian Atsu. He, of course, is in pretty decent run of form. Um, maybe he'll score. Actually, you know, call on it now. Atsu goal. Whoa. Yeah. It's going to be a long we've been shot. Saying, we've been saying he's due. It's going to be a long shot or like a set piece goal. It's going to be oh one of those. It's like there's no there's no open play goal because he'll just like he'll have an open play chance but he'll hit the keeper like he'll be like straight down the middle right at the keeper. Um, Ayosa Perez in the midfield as well. Um, and Matt Rich is going to make his return to the starting eleven with Rondon at top. Um, I think that Newcastle are going to be a, a bit more attack attack minded um, because one uh, one of Fulham's biggest threats offensively, Setsnyon's not going to be playing, and two you have to take advantage of a bad defense. And um, I would like to see Newcastle score goals, and I think that they can. And I think this is going to be the game that will show it. Um, but here's here's my my bold prediction of the uh, of the match. I've already made one. Here's another one. Uh, Alexander Mitrovic will score only for it to be called offsides. Oh, yeah. We will be yeah. tracking that for sure. I would oh, yeah. I would love it. Imagine the irony cheers when that happens. Mm. Mm. I'd like to see LaSalle's versus Mitro. That's what everyone's talking about. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Um, as far as style play, like getting into the match a little bit, I, I think Newcastle is going to create a lot of chances in this one. I, I do think. Um, they're, they've been able to... I guess they've been able to do that more often than not, especially like, cause I think we found that we're not afraid to shoot. So especially from any, any distance, like where we can create a chance from anywhere really, but, and we're pretty good at stealing the ball from the opposition. Um, Fulham likes to use their through balls and, and, and cutting through the defense, but that's kind of what we do. Well, defensively you know what i mean yeah so i think yeah you like you like uh we have we have center backs and dumb it I, i'm not going to include yedlin and guys who are able to read through balls pretty well and able to close down on like those wingers who get you know these crazy balls delivered to in space i think dumb it like is, is good at beating some of those guys to the ball and yedlin's good at recovering um and really forcing those guys to make a decision so yeah i think you're right i think you're right i think yeah those, they kind of play to our strengths. And also, Fulham has such a bad defense. It's, so bad. It'll be really – I'd be very frustrated if Newcastle don't create a ton of chances. That, yeah. I, I completely I'm, – I'm definitely on par with it. Now, I, here's my prediction is Diame will get an early yellow card. <laughs> that that's I don't know how bold of a prediction that is. Yeah, well, Fulham like to attack through the middle, and Diame loves to throw some 
throw some tackles in there. And I, I yeah. think it's going to be early his, yellow. Uh, throw his sure. body clumsily through <laughs> yeah. the air. And, like, and like somehow his head's going to, like, run into the knee of a person. It's going to be a yellow card. Yeah, yeah. So I hope it's not – it doesn't become detrimental. But I do think I, – I definitely see that one coming. Um, but I, I, I think – see, one thing I, I really want – how I want this match to go is our atmosphere. The atmosphere at St. James has not been good. Mm. And this is a, a match where I could see that also not getting good because if we're creating a ton of chances and not scoring, the motors will start to come out. And, and that's what I really don't want. I want there to be encouragement, yelling, like screaming, chanting Newcastle the entire time, not like moaning because I, Perez gave up the ball in the middle of the box, which will happen. But we, I, I think the atmosphere that we're, we're getting good results away from home and we've lost our last two at home. And the atmosphere is completely different. If you see Newcastle, even their Twitter account is posting stuff like of our fan base after an away win. And yeah. you, you, sing it, you hear them singing as loud as possible well after the match. That It's completely different at home. And I, I really would love for that to change. I don't. I mean, I can't make that change, but this is. I'm my one concern. If there was a concern, it's not Mitrovic. It's not any of Fulham's attack. It's the fact that our crowd is going to probably be quiet, like it usually has, and then it's going to get frustrated because we're missing a lot of scoring opportunities that we're getting. Because that back line is awful. Yeah, and uh, here's my my only caveat to this is that I think the crowd seems to do well after a win, though. So I'm giving them the benefit of doubt that they're going to come with some energy because I think that they're expecting a win. Yeah, they definitely are. Well, I mean, you'd hope that everyone's expecting a win. If you're not expecting a win, get out of our club. You're not a fan. And I don't <laughs> care if you've named your dogs Pavel and – Allen and that was the dumbest. I I still can't believe that that like that was published on a on a website. Anyway, whatever. Um, yeah. So I I think the crowd is gonna pleasantly surprise us with with some cheers. Um, and if Graham's there, I'm sure he's gonna be singing. And if no one's singing, at least we'll be able to hear Graham. So good for us. Yeah. No, for sure. And yeah, it's it's gonna be. It's it's all I, I don't know. It's always tough with these matches. You play bottom, you expect to win, um, and it doesn't always happen. But at home, you have to do it. You it's just in the Premier League. If you want to stay up, you have to win at home against the bottom three. That's just something you have to do. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's let's get after that. Um, going to do you have anything else on, on style of play things like that? No. Okay. So I want to do some stats that will help our case before we make a prediction. So Fulham have won their last three matches against Newcastle in all comps. But they've conceded at least two goals in eight out of their last nine away matches. They have been losing at both halftime and full-time in their last four away matches. And they have lost their last seven away matches. In fact, they're so bad away from home that the last time, or sorry, that they have only taken one point from a possible 27, which is a 2-2 draw at Brighton. 
They lost the Spurs three to one, Man City three nothing, Everton three nothing, Cardiff City four to two, Huddersfield one nothing, Liverpool oh. two nothing, Chelsea two nothing, and Manchester United four to one. Oh, I was gonna say that's a tough slate, and then you said Cardiff four two, yeah. Huddersfield one no. I'm like, oh, you let Cardiff put four goals past you? Yeah. Ooh. Very bad. That's not good at all. One point from a possible 27 on the road this year. Awful form. Um, So just based on that, I'm feeling pretty confident. Now, uh, going to 538, they predict each match as well as season ending uh, statistics and form. So 538 is saying that Newcastle have a 48% chance to win against Fulham, 28% chance of drawing and 25% chance of losing. So good odds. They're, they're saying it pretty much, pretty, pretty much a two to one that Newcastle will win against Fulham, which is very good odds. So going to that, Elijah, what do you see happening? All right. So um, I'll give you the, the details. So we already know Ats is going to score. We're going to get the Metro goal called offside. I think Rondon will put one in. Um, I think that Newcastle win this one 3-1 um, with Mitro getting another goal at the end of the game, and he's going to get that, you know, actual cheers from the fans. I honestly hope that he gets good. I think he will, and I honestly hope he does, and I think he will. I've said that twice now, but um, I think he'll get a good reception from the fans when he returns because, I mean, he didn't really – it wasn't like he, he forced his way out of the club. It was just like, if anything, he was forced out of the club – and so I think he'll get a good reception. I think that if he were to score and if it was like a done deal and Newcastle were obviously going to win, I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle fans were like, you know, applauding him and stuff. What I hope doesn't happen is that like he scores and then immediately what we see is like, oh, well, you know, uh, Alexander Mitrovic, we sold a perfectly good striker. I, I don't want to hear that debate again. Like it's been done. Yeah, he yeah, sold. That would definitely happen. Blah, blah, blah. But it's 100% going to happen, especially if, like, Rondon doesn't score. We could win 5-0. We Actually, sorry, we could win 5-1. And if Rondon doesn't score, people are going to be like, oh, why did we sell Mitrovic? Yeah. Like, well, but, yeah, I get your point. Yeah, like, if, 5-1, people are going if, nuts. Yeah, I mean, true, true. There's gonna, I, Burns is going to be like, oh, Mitrovic, proper striker. We shouldn't have <laughs> sold him. Bet. Yes, you're dead on with that. Now and, and honestly, I will say like drinking. Mitrovic, I I think he's fine. He's a good striker. He scored a lot yeah. for us. He's I mean, if he had as many goals as he has right now, he'd be our leading scorer. But the I mean, it, it's simple as that. Like Rafa, he knows what he needs, and if and if a player is in his side that isn't going to contribute to the style of play that he needs, especially with the lack of funds that we're going to be getting, he needs to have everybody playing a role that he thinks that they can play or that's going to get us points. And Mitro didn't always do that. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and it, it does suck. Cause you were like, man, you know, he loved Newcastle. You know, he was such a good player for us. We had songs for him immediately, but sometimes this just happens. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. Just, Goes on like that. Um, so that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, drinking game. Every time you see a tweet saying Mitrovic proper striker, something like that, like some tweet praising Mitrovic of why we should have bought him, you should just drink. 
You'll be yes. you'll be like wasted before the game. Yeah. I, I wonder what happens. What happens if Newcastle just pummel Fulham? Like four nil, just just absolute destruction. Like what does Mitro do in that situation? I don't know. I mean, like I don't there, what what is he supposed to do? Like yeah. it I mean, he wants to be here. Like he wanted to be here. And then when he got he moved to Fulham and they embraced him and the manager and I think the big thing for Fulham is that the manager and the rest of the team believed in him. And that's something that he didn't get at Newcastle. So he's already fallen in love with Fulham. I think he's made his decision. I think every player who in any sport, whatever, wants to have a good game against their their old team, regardless of if they left on their own terms or if the team traded them, they always want to have good games against their 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 former teams. So I think he'll just be more disappointed that he wasn't able to get on the score sheet against his his former team, or he wasn't able to get his former team to win. I don't think it'll be like a oh I've regretted my decision because I think at the end of the day I think he I don't know if he really regrets his decision all that much because I think he'd rather be playing for a team that's struggling rather than like not playing and being neglected for a team that's like in 14th or in, or going to finish in 10th or something like that. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the opposite of Jack Colback. Like the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Jack Colback's completely content playing with like the youth team, like not even like the U 19 or U 18s, like legitimately play with like U 11s, like practicing with the U 11s and getting paid rather than, like, playing football for an actual team like like Nottingham or something. He'd rather play for Newcastle's U11s. Yeah. I, I'm with it. I'm with it. All right. So here's what I think. You have Mitro, Kearney, Shirley. Sh- I said Shirley. Oh, actually, no. Good old I'm Shirley. Sticking with, I'm sticking with Shirley. Yeah, Shirley. Andre Shirley. Uh, Andy um, Shirley. Andy Shirley. Calhoun Chambers. Sari. Malson. American. Tim Ream. Decent. Like, you, the names pop out. Yeah. On paper, this is a team that shouldn't be in last place. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a team that, like, everyone is mad that we didn't spend the same money as. Which is fair. Very fair. Now, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Newcastle is going to go with the three – Three in the back again because it's working. Now, I think my concerns are going to happen to where people are going to get frustrated because we have a lot of chances and not scoring much. But we are going to get a goal. It's going to be in the 42nd minute from your very own, Ki Sung Young. Oh, okay. And we're gonna win one nothing. Really? Yep. Ugh. I want to. I think, I think the. Se- I think the second half is going to be. It's gonna feel like we're gonna pummel them, and then we're gonna have that same old Newcastle last ten minutes of just pure heartache, just, <laughs> just pure heartache. Every like all four, all forces ahead for Fulham, just attacking, 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 trying to get that draw, and Mitro doing everything possible to do it. <clears throat> he's going to get a yellow. He's going to get suspended. They're not going to score. And then we're going to celebrate off into the distance into the beautiful Newcastle sun with three more points, 19 on the season through 18 matches. 
I, I'll say this. I think Iose Paris is going to score as well. Just throw that oh. out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's doing well. He's doing well. And uh, he, should, he, oh, he scored last game, and it should have counted. I think it was you, Elijah, that were saying that this three in the back formation helps Perez. Oh, it, it does. It yeah. was me. It, you don't think. We have, it, it's on tape. Yeah. So we know. Uh, also, I'd say this. Iose Perez, since that uh, game, he's gotten elbowed, and he got elbowed in the face. He's. It seems like he's on a revenge tour. Like he's actually getting involved. Well, <laughs> like, he listens in to this podcast. I can't imagine he's too happy about things. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying. Ever since he was like the ref, the ref said I got hit in the head with the ball. It was clearly an elbow. That's <laughs> that's like that voice is manlier than Iose's. But but uh, I, was say, I was like I could just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine that voice coming out of Isaac Perez. It's not. It's, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he's on his Jose revenge tour right now against yeah. this podcast and against that one referee. We got to find out that referee and like tattoo it on like someone. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Jose. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he should get it. Maybe make permanent it. motivation. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, get a GoFundMe going. Yeah, I'm in. So you have a 3-1 win. I have a 1-0 win. We've had, I mean, last week we are on the money, but we've been more pessimistic before. We're feeling good, as everyone should when you're playing, like I said, last place team at home. Now, this is all my fault. Royal F up on my end. I forgot to ask people about their questions. So I'm going to throw a curveball at Elijah here. Okay, thanks. I love curveballs. I'm, yeah. I'm like a really good DH. I was you trying can to have, make a baseball joke, but I, I don't really know that much about baseball. So You can have one of the following strikers. Okay. Tammy Abraham. Mm-hmm. Dwight Gale. Okay. Alexander Mitrovich. Okay. Or Iosi Perez. For like, like, do I have one of the strikers that you have? I, you have to start them as your number nine for an entire season. Okay. <laughs> um, in the Premier League, who's who's the manager? You. Oh, I'm the manager. Yeah. Then I'm sorry, Mitrovic. Okay. Because I don't care about like whatever he and Rafa. I don't care about him and Rafa's beef. Okay, then Rafa. Like, Okay, if Rafa's the manager, then it's Tammy Abraham. Okay. Because right. I, I know Dwight Gale's not going to bag me any higher than nine goals in Premier League. Jose Perez is going to not – he's not going to be sued as number nine. I just know that truly your your options are Tammy Abraham or Mitrovic. That's just me. I don't, I, what, what would you say? I would probably pick Abraham because he's 21, um, has – I mean, I guess Mitro's pretty young, too. Wow. Yeah. I'll just go with Abraham because he has a girl's name. And there's a song about his last name. The Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father <laughs> Abraham. I'm That's what we'll chant. That's the song we'll chant. <laughs> That's the chant. Okay, okay. All right. I have, I have, a, uh, I have a would you rather... Would you rather that is related to Newcastle? Okay. So, um, would you rather go bald 
or B, forever cursed to have terrible haircuts? Um, I would rather go bald. Okay. That's, that's a good one. All right. Okay. And then the Newcastle one. Would you rather have Modiame tackle you poorly, or would you rather take a John Joe Shelby free kick to the face? What do you mean by tackle poorly? Like a, just a awful – Like he's basically fouling. Or like, like, like just a card. classic Diame like lunging at your, at your shins and he fouls you. Or a Shelby free kick to, free the, kick face? to the face? Oh, my word. Um, I'm definitely going to go with the Diame tackle just because like I could brace myself my fall. Like yeah. a Shelby free kick to the face is an instant concussion. Could call also broken nose. Brain, yeah, broken nose, long-term brain damage. I'm out. I'm out. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna probably get my ankle snapped by Diame instead. What would you do in that situation? <sighs> Jeez, that's Nobody tough. surely would take a Shelby free kick to the face. Uh, yeah, you're right. I really don't want to, but uh, but like Diame's so his tackles are so clumsy. That like I don't know he might break my knee again like I might not be able to walk <laughs> but I think I'll take my risk I'll go with the Diame uh, the foul and then I also would um, I would go bald instead of having terrible haircuts as well yeah you just don't want to be that guy that's like oh uh, you'd rather be the oh no I don't remember him oh he's the bald guy. Then, uh, oh, I don't remember him. Oh, yeah, he's the guy with the awful haircuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's the, awful, the guy whose awful hair looks like he wants to ruin his life. Like, yeah, yeah like, you'd rather no just one be wants to be that guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think maybe it's, maybe that's a would you? Because I just typed in random would you rather. I think that's much harder for girls. Oh yeah, yeah. Any that's that's got to be tough. Listeners, to tweet at us and let us know what you would do. Also, follow us on Twitter. Congrats, guys. I want to throw out that, like, I want to say we got, we've gotten a fair share of additional followers since the last time I looked at our follower account. So, good job. All guys. right. Yeah, so. and the podcast account's at 90. Let's try to get it to 100. Oh, wow. Dude, the last time I looked, it was at, like, like 60 or something. So, oh, let, yeah, me, that, let me make sure I'm right on that. Um. Oh no, I'm I'm lying. We follow ninety. <laughs> we have seventy followers. So yeah, but still, let's get it to a hundred. No, yeah, the the goal is still get it to a hundred. No, let's get it to a million. Yeah, for sure. CHN Radio by a million. Yeah. Um, and then also we we have eleven five star reviews on iTunes. Thank you very much for that. Good but job. we want to get it to fifteen. So please help us with that because it it makes us it helps us for our ratings. Like when you jerk. Search like best sports podcast or best soccer or football podcasts. Like those reviews and those ratings help us show up on those tables. So when you search Newcastle podcast on Apple and we're like fourth or fifth on the list, that's that's because of the ratings. So the more ratings you give us, the better I guess we look to the public who's looking for a good Newcastle podcast, which we obviously are. Um, so definitely help us out with that. Do you have anything else on this match, Elijah? Um, you definitely forgot to tell everyone who uh, who who these questions were brought to you by. Oh, by Fubo TV. Oh yeah, of course. The future of watching sports. Mm. That's what it stands for, Fubo. 
Future is it really? No, that's definitely not what it's. That's not. That's not. <laughs> I'm like doing it in my head. I'm like future <laughs> of watching. No, that's that's a W. In there. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's awesome, guys. Because literally, you, you click on the link at the bottom of this podcast, and you can watch sports from anywhere in the world. Um, there's and you can even get like regular stations to watch your favorite TV shows now. It used to, it was started as a sports streaming service but now like i i use it for the bn subscription i love bn sports because you can watch pretty much any league in europe um and that's something that i for some reason torture myself doing so if you're into that stuff it's definitely worth it it's super affordable and it the quality is amazing it's hd so i highly recommend you clicking on a link and checking out fubo tv which the link is below where you clicked play yes <laughs> yes yes it is <laughs> all right give me one more would you rather and then we're out of here okay um now you put me on the spot because now i gotta make up one okay uh hmm would you rather uh brush paul dummett's beard or wax john joe shelby's head wax john joe's head easy okay i'd rather <laughs> brush paul dummett's beard <laughs> yeah like would you do it backhand like a backhand brush like back of your fingers type thing or would you like do like a full-on like like using a brush oh no i'm like i'm like using a brush like a yeah caress. no i'm i, I maybe both <laughs> okay i don't know maybe i have this obsession with beards because i don't have one so you Who should knows? get one it's warm I mean, I, I've tried, and it, it looks pretty bad. So uh, I, I stop. Yeah, it's. Uh, we don't have to talk about it anymore. It's actually. all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, maybe <laughs> one day. All right. Well, that concludes episode twenty-seven of CHN Radio, the best podcast in coming home Newcastle history. I'm your host, Greg Troxel. That's Elijah Newsom, and you should follow us at coming home NUFC at chn underscore radio you should email us chn radio nufc at gmail.com and you should give us feedback you should tweet to us you should ask us questions any questions good questions especially we'll get read on the pod we'll discuss them subscribe rate us love us and away the lights Factory and not to the governor, dear. Just can do to the railway bridge, the bus will flow off there. The lasses lost the crinolines and the bales that hide their faces. I got two black eyes and a broken nose and gathered to blade and razors.
there was Bonningham, be good. There was four and twenty on the bus, man, who the danced and soon. They called on me to sing a song, and I sang the Paddy Fagin. I danced a jig and swung me twig the day I went to bleeding. The blade and tune, the bellman he was calling there, they called him Jackie Broom. I saw him talking to some chaps, and then he was persuading to Gamsey Jordy Ridley, showing the mechanics how it bladed. Johnny had a white hat on, they yelled, we stole the cuddy. There was spice dolls and monkey shows and that white selling ciders. And your chef with a hat and his own devotion, no more that's for riders. Oh, no. 